Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Well met, fellow adventurous. Once again, we are we are playing as Sir Crokington. And we're in Hawklaw, which is ha- has been having a lot of trouble with Oatruck recently. And the current adventure follows on from that. It's called A Brief Encounter. The green caped woman smiles as your eyes meet and dips into a quick bow. It's a great pleasure to live this to you, she says. Her low, wavering voice, entirely, entirely unlike anything you anticipated. Start the adventure. And so begins a brief encounter. As you make your way across the Hawklaw's main thoroughfare towards the stone bag, having just checked in with Captain Millock at the outpost, you spot a tall, fit, small figure approaching you from the right. You turn to find a young, dark-haired woman moving swiftly towards you. Green Kate woman smiles as your eyes meet and dips into a quick bow. It's my great pleasure to live with this to you, she says, her low, wavering voice entirely unlike anything you had anticipated. I've travelled a great distance and I must not linger. Here, take this. I'm certain you will know what to. The woman falls silent. Before you can ask her what, what she's talking about, she leans back and places a black cloth bag on the ground at your feet. Then, without a word, she turns and begins to hurry south along the thoroughfare. For a split for a set moment, you allow your eyes to wander to the bag at your feet. A split second later, when you when you turn your gaze in the direction of the departing wo- woman, you're shocked to discover she's no longer in sight. You reach down and pick up the bag. Inside the small black bag, you find an ornate iron dagger. Exequate engravings adorn the thick hilt of the somewhat weighty weapon. At the base of the blade, you discover a small circular impression. An easy feeling comes over you as you handle the dagger. A particular item may be of use here, and... Nothing else can happen until I use it, so... Is it one of those wound-marked stones, perhaps? No. That must be the ring. Because we got that recently. Wound-marked iron ring. Use. You carefully place your wound-marked ring into the small circular impression at the base of the daggers that made. The wing, the wing proves to be a perfect fit. After several moments, when nothing appears to have happened, you remove your wing. Much to your surprise, the impression in which the wing rested only a second ago is now gone. Well, whatever it was going to do, it's done it. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to the dagger's hilt. There, set into the ornate iron at the back. At the tips of your fingers are three shallow coin-sized sockets. 
You're certain the three sockets were not present before you place your ring into the impression. Okay, this will be the wound mark stones. Right, wound mark stones. I have three of them. Use six, another 64 XP to general. Carefully, one by one, you place each of your wound mark stones into the socket. The instant the third and final stone has been set in place, a jolt runs through your arm and a fierce red glow envelops the dagger. As the glow fades, you gaze down at the dagger and discover your three stones are now permanently attached to the hilt. The uneasy feeling that came over you when you first talk, took hold of this weapon returns with renewed intensity, momentarily leaving you shaken and breathless. Thankfully, the unpleasant sensation rapidly subsides. You examine the dagger, and almost immediately your eyes fall upon a marking you're sure wasn't previously there. The base of the blade, an inch above the spot where the circular impression had been, is an engraving that depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. The mark of wound skin. A close examination of the arc reveals it to be different from those different from those you'd already seen elsewhere. The hand that clutches the eye appears withered and bent and is depicted in a rather gruesome manner. In a rather gruesome fashion as having been severed at the wrist. Still puzzling over what the what meaning the mark might bear. I'm guessing that this mark is for betraying Runeskin. Because that's what the dagger is for. It's for betraying. It's so Glenoris can betray Runeskin. And then presumably seize ultimate power. Or, you know, he would if I didn't stab him immediately. But certainly you're now in possession. Still puzzling over what the meat meaning the mark might bear, but searching now in possession of a powerful and important item, you set safely tuck the dagger in amongst your other belongings. I have a dagger of vanquishing. It's got a melee rating of 9. It's magical. Good well, of course it is. Set into the magical hilt of this ornate iron dagger are the three wound marked stones you discovered. The sockets that, that now house the stones were revealed when you pressed your wound-marked iron wing into a small square impression, into a small circular impression at the base of the blade. This dagger was given to you by a strange, green-clad woman in Hawklaw. This weapon is of magical quality. And, well, it's... One of those items you just have to keep. Yes, it's one of those items you cannot drop because it's important. With the dagger now safely in your possession, you turn and take one last look southward along the floor there. Apart from the group of four soldiers returning from a routine patrol in the village outskirts, the broad lane is empty. Thinking back over your brief encounter with the dark-haired, green-caped woman, seeking anything that might serve to provide you with a clue to her purpose or identity, 
you turn and head back for the stone bag. And that finishes that adventure, a brief encounter, with 64 experience to general. And it turns out, yes, I could have put that on the end of the previous... The previous Hawklaw episode. Oh well. There'll be another one, surely? Snowy Dusk. A marked champion. Late one afternoon on the edge of town. Here we go. As you make your way into Hawklaw, late one autumn afternoon, you're met by three soldiers who step who step onto the village front there to greet you just outside the outpost. One of the men tells you of an anonymous discovery made only hours ago in the eastern wood has put everyone on edge. Following the soldiers, you step into the outpost and confer with Captain Millark. He quickly confirms the soldier's account and asks if you would investigate the finding. It's a portal of some sort, he says grimly. Nothing yet has passed through it. We can hardly hope that it is of a benign nature. A group of my men are standing watch near it now. It's less than a mile east of here. Alright, a portal. Well, the overwhelming amount of times when a portal has turned up, it's been bad news. A bit like, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> I guess sometimes nice people come through portals, but they don't those sort of things don't get turned into adventures so we don't hear about them you immediately agree to investigate the portal and set out at once for the location detour to you by captain millock watch yourself my friend he says as you depart course i don't really think i need to remind you of that less than a mile east of the village you encounter a group of six soldiers standing at the edge of, the, of a small clearing. The group's leader, a man named Garwan, steps forward and greets you, meets you with a shoulder cross. It's no small relief to have you here, he says, pointing to the northeast. It's just up a bit this way. We had to move back from it. The heat, the heat coming off has become almost too much to bear. Intrigued, you warily allow Glalan and and follow follow Goan as the chain-clad soldier leads you along the western edge of the clearing. You covered less than a hundred yards when a sudden and intense wave of heat washes over you. The sharp crackle of energy fills the air. Standing next to Garwan, you stare out across the northern tip of the broad broad forest clearing a dozen yards from the edge of the expanse hovering only inches above a small blackened patch of earth is a blue wimmed portal the spinning black vortex at the core of the magical gate is outlined by a thin arc of crackling blue energy a low steady pulsing sound rises into the air another wave of heat this one, more intense than the first, washes over you. The heat seems just a bit less fierce now, says Goan, his eyes locked onto the portal. Nothing's come out of it. Do you suppose it might? Yes, yes I do. What do you make of it? A sudden and inexplicable sense of dread comes over you as you stare into the swirling eye of the portal. 
You tell, you tell Goran to return to his men and to leave you to examine the gate on your own. You then t- tell him, falsely, that Captain Millark has requested they return to Hawklaw. At first, as if he senses your ploy, he refuses, but on your assistance he eventually agrees and starts back to the south to rejoin his fellow soldiers. Mind yourself, he says as he departs. If the heat from from that becomes comes a bit a bit much, come back this way with us. When he's out of sight, you step into the clearing and cautiously approach the portal. As you approach the energy wind portal, the sinister gate emits another intense wave of heat. Instinctively, you throw your hands up your up up in front of your face your face, and turn away from the searing blast, picking a number, bonus to 30, 20 from body, 10 from spirit, gotta get 50 or more, or I will be broiled, pick now, 96 success. Despite the overwhelming intensity of heat being emitted by the energy wind portal, you manage to resist its deadly effects. As the heat slowly subsides, you turn and continue to can, you turn and continue to approach the portal. As you draw to within five yards of the portal, you halt, you halt and fix your eyes on the swirling black core of the energy wind gate. You every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Suddenly, the surface of the portal whipples as a dark shape begins to emerge from the centre of the spinning vortex. About time! Alright, let's just, just get out of there so I can kill you and the pool can close and everything can go back to normal. Your pulse quickens and you quickly assume a defensive stance as a massive, grey-skinned ogre steps out of the portal. The fearsome beast, his broad tor- torso and sneering face whittled with a hideous array of gruesome snuff gruesome scars, clutches a bone club. With a, with a savage bellow, the ogre turns and effortlessly hurls his deadly weapon at you. Hey, hey, don't throw your weapon. What are you going to hit me with next? Well, I've got some options. Fortification, telekinesis or elementalism. They all need to be 60 plus or I could just dodge. You know what? Times like this, Random.org. So once a 4 4 will be dot. Generate 3. Alright, elementalism. It failed. The massive bone club smashes into you. Smashes into you, sending you toppling backwards. Wincing in 24 damage. Wincing in pain, you stagger to your feet and brazenly turn to face your hulking foe. Alright, now I'm slightly perturbed. The grey-skinned ogre, two of the dagger-like teeth that protrude from its lower door, jaw now resting against its upper lip, snorts and lowers its dark eyes as it locks its tuning gaze upon you. With startling speeds, the massive creature bounds towards you. It's in raised bellows, rising into the air. I've got some options. I could use archery, telekinesis, 
Forsification, which had to be at level 70 or more higher. But I think I got that to level 70 just now. Or I could hold my ground and engage the Charging Ogre. Random.org. Tell me what to do. Number four. I'm going to hold my ground and engage the Charging Ogre. You bravely hold your ground, standing defiantly in the path of the bounding ogre. Grey-skinned ogre. The grey-skinned ogre swipes at you with his massive clawed hand, thinking, Oh, if only I had my club! But I threw it at someone, and now I've got to fight bare-handed! It would be a savage blow for seven damage. It's another three plus, like most foes. Another savage blow, 14 damage. It is slain. 136 experience. You step back from the bloodied remains of the slain ogre. Only seconds before. A fierce golden glow envelops the creature's carcass. The blazing glow quickly fades. And in its wake, in the very spot previously occupied by the grey-skinned ogre. You find yourself confronted by a fa- by a faceless chain-clad toad. Yes, I'm gonna go with looks like me. The being, her hands wrapped tightly around the hilt of a shimmery longsword, bows deeply before rapidly drawing herself into combat-ready stance. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Where we would expect to find a sinister being's face is a smooth, featureless sheet of unbroken skin. A sudden, blinding flash of orange light momentarily obscures the head of the faceless woman. As the glow subsides, your eyes are drawn to the low, shimmering orange mark that now mars the being's otherwise blank visage. The mark, depicting a clawed hand clutching an eye, is one. Is one that you've seen before. It is the mark of wound skin. Of course it is. Without a sound. Without a sound, the grace and speed of a master warrior. The faceless, chain-clad woman steps forward, cruelly brandishing her deadly blade. It's a faceless sword, Toad. Alright, I swing my staff. Your faceless foe slashes you with his with her deadly blade. Alright, oh, I'm just fighting a devastating blow for 28 damage. Another devastating blow. Oh, I'm pulling ahead. Do 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 do. Devastating blow once more. She's nearly done. Devastating blow, devastating blow, and slain. 139 experience and 512 experience to general. The faceless swordswoman collapses your feet and weaves about in apparent agony for several moments before finally expiring. You step back from your bloody from her bloodied corpse. 
The face of sword. You step back from a bloodied corpse and pause to catch your breath following a brutal melee. Suddenly, much to your surprise, your defeated foe swiftly rises to her feet. Repeating what she did at the outset of the battle, the face of the swordsman bows deeply and then steps back and draws herself into a combat-ready stance. Then, in an unexpected move, she turns and steps into the shadowy core of the spinning portal and promptly vanishes. With a loud crackle, the energy-wimmed gate closes. You make a quick search, but quick but thorough examination of the scorched ground over which the portal hovered. There, resting resting in the centre of the charred patch, you discover a small flat stone. The the coin-sized stone, identical to those which you already found elsewhere, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You reach down and take possession of the stone. After lingering about the clearing for several minutes, waiting to see if the portal reappear, you turn and make your way back towards Hawklaw. Not far, not far from the clearing, you come upon Garwan and the five men under his command. The soldiers seem relieved to see you, and Garwan is quick to, quick, quick to confess they had feared the worst. We were headed. Read it back your way, Qu- quite against the orders, well aid to me. From Captain Millark, he says somewhat sheepishly. Then everything went quiet. I'm certainly glad to see that you're all right. Waiting a little, little as you feel is necessary, you tell Goran that it is men about your battle with the grey-skinned ogre, making no mention of the faceless woman who, blew the, who bore the mark of wound, the mark of wound skin. You seem to be in the thick of this at every turn, says Goan, as you make your way back towards the village. Now this all end. The captain tells us nothing. You just quite often say he's thankful to have you at our side. I think we can all agree on that. That who would argue against it? What I'd like to know is, what's all this about? Such a thing can be known. Do you know anything more about this? What are we facing here? The six men seem... Six men appear, appear eager to hear any response you might have. When you, when you tell the men you aren't certain what the recent events mean, or what, to what end they may be leading, they seem disappointed. Guar nods and tells you that he fears the worst. Even with someone like you standing with us, Sir Croakington... I think we're in for a lot more than we can handle, he says, as you emerge from the forest and start along the winding road that leads into Hawklaw from the east. It's almost if someone is out there, watching us. Someone who knows our every move and can then counter our guard. But why do they wait? Why wouldn't such a formidable enemy just unleash their full might against us? Surely it would be the end of us all. It's all just a bit of guessing, mind. But I don't like where things seem to be headed. Mark what I said. Because we're all we're all in for a bad time. Despite your keen desire to allay 
go unspoken fears. You find yourself presently unable to argue anything. Argue against anything, the brave soldier has said. And that ends the adventure called A Marked Champion. With 1,024 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. Which is pretty nice, I guess. Okay. We're about 24 minutes, so I think we can do another one. All pretty short. The Wagon. Two miles north of Hawklaw, at a place where the winding forest road bends around the ancient ruins of a once mighty tower, your trek to the village comes to an abrupt halt. Two miles north of Hawklaw, at a place where the once what might where the what where the winding forest road bends around the ancient ruins of a once mighty tower. Your trek to the village comes to an abrupt halt. Just up ahead, sitting at the edge of the road, are the charred, smouldering remains of a wagon. Your heart pounds as you cautiously approach the wreckage. There is no sign of anyone in or around the burned wagon. I guess that's a good thing. They got out in time. Or it's a trap. Well, probably that too. I've no sign of any horses nearby. They must have got away in time too. As you draw up to the blackened, smoke-shrouded wagon, the sound of something moving on the opposite side of the charred heap, currently obscured from view, inexplicably fills you with a profound sense of dread. A lone, chain-clad fig- figure suddenly steps out from behind, suddenly hops out from behind the fire ravaged wagon you take a step back and and quickly assume a defensive stance as the chain clad figure fully emerges from the pool of smoke that still surrounds a smouldering wagon your pulse quickens as your eyes fall upon the toad now slowly moving in your direction where you'd expect to find a face you see only a smooth featureless sheet of unbroken skin Emblazoned at the top of the, to- the toad's blank visage is a, glow- is a glowing orange mark that depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. The mark of wound skin. Woman, a hand wrapped tightly around the hilt of a shimmering logsword, bows deeply before rapidly drawing herself into a combat-ready stance. Without warning... Your faceless enemy springs forward, brandishing, brandishing, a, brandishing a sword with remarkable, with remarkable skill as she launches a swift and fierce attack. As you attempt to counter the frenzied assault, you're struck by the horrifying realisation your foe seems to have adopted a portion of your combat style. So is that what this fight is for? To... To mimic my combat style. And, and then of course. Woundskin doesn't have to worry about getting me anymore. And could just kill me at leisure. Because you've got someone who can do my fighting. Well of course there's more that I do than fight. But that's a big part of it. It's the faceless sword toad. 
your faceless foe slashes at you with a shimmering blade. Your enemy deals you a devastating blow for 22 damage. Alright, another devastating blow, 28 damage. Which is a lot of health. Two devastating blows in a row. A devastating blow, devastating blow. 27 and 32 damage. Alright, I'm going to use the quickstone 20s. Pull ahead. Alright, keep going, keep going. Devastating blow for some damage and again for some more damage. Alright, she's nearly done. For now, devastating blow for 28 damage. And slain. 140 experience. The enchantments of metal and devastation helped once, once each on that fight. The the faceless sword sword so collapses onto the road at your feet. Suddenly, the corpse of your fallen enemy begins to twitch and weave. With startling swiftness, the woman, bearing no signs of the brutal combat that ended with her defeat, rises to her feet. The faceless swordsman bows deeply before turning and swiftly retreating into the, into the cloud of dark smoke that still, still envelops the smouldering remains of her wagon. You warily approach the wreckage, but find no sign of the sinister being. I presume it's gone back to Woundskin. It's as if... It's as if... It's, it's as if your womb-marked foe has vanished into thin air. You're about to turn away and make a quick search in the nearby area when you spot something lying on the ground nearby. Lying on the ground, next to the charred, smoldering remains of the wagon, is a small, flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You promptly take possession of it. It's another, it's another of those wound mark stones. We've been getting a lot of those recently. This small flat stone, no bigger than a coin. Of course, coins come in many sizes, so it doesn't really help that much. I mean, it could be as big as a 5p piece or as big as a 50p piece. And whatever coins it is that you have where you're listening to this from. Which also vary in size. Bears the... No bigger than a coin. Bears the emblazoned mark of wound skin. Clawed hand clutching an eye. Now and again, the mark on the stone emits a bright orange glow. After making a quick search of the immediate area, you head back you head south towards Hawklaw, eager to report the incident to Captain Millark. A short while ago, at the edge of the plain of screams, in a long forgotten and likely never known, well within the shadowy vastness of the Neverness, perched on an outcropping of black rock, sits the fortress. Of a mighty, bone-crowned lord. Woundskin sighs deeply and breathed as he shifted the majority of his immense weight to his left 
left leg and stepped back from the edge of the chasm. The battle with the great dragons of Karn, Karnasaura had proven har- far more difficult than he had anticipated and far costlier than he was prepared to admit. He would heal. He only hoped the incident wouldn't invite further attacks. He could not yet afford to become embroiled in another war. Hmm. These dragons, they look like potential future allies to me. If there's any of them left, that is. The blue wounds that covered nearly every square inch of his leathery flesh suddenly began to emit a faint glow. The glow quickly faded, and the towering ogre again lowered his gaze into the fathomless gorge at his feet. It was into this pit that he would ultimately cast Glenorus, but only after the treacherous sorcerer had exhausted his ev- exhausted his last vestige of worth. For it paid him to consider it, the master of this dark and barren well knew that the chasm might also be called upon to s- swallow his reluctant courted champion. A toad, although for, m- formerly human, a woman upon whom his gaze had long ago fallen. There was still, there was, he knew, still time to prevent the drastic but inevitable consequence of his chosen subject's continued defiance. The sky above the plain rippled, and a rumble of thunder rolled across the bleak expanse of blackened ground, wound skin. His eyes still wandering, the gloom-filled depths of the gorge grumbled. Gnorus had returned. He knew he would soon learn the reason for this wretched human's unexpected visit. And that is the end of this adventure called The Wagon, with another... 1,024 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. And that also unlocks a new adventure called All's Well That Ends. It is into the rocky region of the forest north and east of Hawklaw that you follow the swift-footed... Swift-footed what? Well, well, I guess we won't know, will we? All right, now let's look at let's look at this 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 um, dagger of vanquishing. Now, do these wound mark stones do anything? If I use them again, wound mark stone, wound mark stone, wound mark stone. No, I can't can't use them yet. I can't put them on the dagger again. Alright. So, hmm. Now, I think I remember the next one being a pretty... Being a pretty large adventure. So, kind of want it to... Don't want want to start at half an hour into an episode. So, until then... Farewell, fellow adventurers.